to Tortilla, you know I love them. And they've been amazing partners with the Hayfresh podcast. So be sure to visit a Caltort today for lunch. Or if you're planning a party, swap those soggy subs and sandwiches for fresh-made fajitas and tacos with help from California Tortilla Catering, of course. You can visit caltort.com slash catering or call 855-CALTORT to book yours today. And again, visit them, caltort.com slash catering. Okay, there we go. I got it right, Gemma. Good time. <laughs> Here's my new intro, everybody. Wow. something what don't if, you think it's too much of a there's too much yeah. missing right yeah i what if you just took out that pause and it just went it's hey it's hey phrase at the dc improv <laughs> so you just took that <laughs> the that pause out, out? and it just keeps going yeah and there's, so there's no stoppage i think we need that i think we need to do that uh teddy beats by the way ended up um i'm kind of playing with the intro outro mm-hmm. as you know because i think i should keep this song do you think i like it and i it has a really good beat to it and it's very very catchy what do you think I should do a whole new s- I know, see, I really well, but love if the you beat. did a whole new song, it would almost kind of be like a fresh start for you. You know, oh, so, so I mean, but I you're need kind a new of, intro, outro. now that Sammy's gone and you're doing all these new things and finally finding what you want to do, what if you just did a whole entire new song? Oh, Teddy Beats, you know what? You're getting your ass to work. <laughs> um, look, everybody, welcome to the Hayfridge Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, and I am so excited today because this is the very first longtime listener, Woo-hoo. fan of the Hayfridge Podcast. This woman has been listening and supporting me for many, many years, and when Sammy left, she reached out, and I was like, girl, come and co-host. So today, Gemma, there's a lot of pressure on you. I know. I'm so nervous. If you nail this, then, like, I'm going to have other listeners and fans on. But if you suck, we're done. Okay. No. Sorry. (laughs) kidding. So welcome, Gemma Smith. Thanks. I'm so excited. So excited. And I love this because I've also thought about on this show, and I want to know your thoughts. But I'm like, damn, you know, maybe I need another woman. Like, maybe it's just, like, two women just, like, riffing and ranting. And then we have, like, a guy on once in a while. What do you think? Or do you like the Sarah Fraser guy dynamic? No, I think... I think if your main, because you always keep talking about how like your main objective is inspiration, and I really think that if you had a, another woman with you, you guys could really feed off of each other pretty well. We could and be you more have inspirational, a great dynamic, and you could be more inspirational. Yeah. Ooh, all right, I might think about that. Um, well, you and I have a lot to cover on this show today. You're going to get to know Gemma. Gemma is a mom. You yep. live in Southern Maryland. Yep. You are a working mama. Yes. Um, you have an obsession with Real Housewives, which yes. I do too. Love it. Um, by the way, favorite Real Housewives group? Ooh, Beverly Hills. Oh my God, I know. They I have do. so much money, and like, so I just love everything. Yes. It's so glamorous, isn't it? Them and New York, I think, are my two favorite franchises. I love LVP so much, love Pump Rules, and I love Bethany Frankel from New York. <laughs> yes, I think she, and the last couple of seasons, Isn't she I've been, great? She is, and I've been kind of disappointed in her a little bit. Me too, I was gonna, just going to say that. she's such a badass in the way that she knows what she wants, she goes out and gets it, and she doesn't apologize for that. And I she's know. a strong woman, and there's no apology for that. It just, you get what you get with her. So it's kind of hard to be really disappointed, but her behavior's been kind of... Well, I think it, 
I feel like when I watch that show with Bethany now, it's like, I agree with you. I love all the no apologies and, yeah. like, how transparent she was about her divorce. And I do think, like, a woman, to get to her level, especially on a business level, yeah. I think you really have to be tough and say no. I think what I haven't liked is she does, when we were, you and I were talking and emailing mm-hmm. about your co-hosting coming up, and we were talking about one of your pet peeves, and I want to get into this later on in the show, is that you really can't stand when other women hate on women online. Yes. And I feel like with Bethany, there's been a little picking on... Other yeah, women. that whole thing with Sonia last season yes. made me so mad. And when Sonia was sitting on that couch crying <gasps> to her about how she, she... And I don't think Sonia is the type of person who, you know, I like talking about them like they're my best friends. <laughs> I just <laughs> no, like, I can relate. I don't think that she's the type of person who would want to step on Bethany's toes like that. And I don't think that her, what she was doing was a cheater brand of what Bethany is doing. So for Bethany to treat her the way she did was very disappointing and it is that whole thing um, of women hating on women like Bethany should have been like let me help you you know I'll give you some tips I'll tell you you know these are the people that you should work for these are the people you should stay away from instead of berating her in front of her employees in her office well and I think too we also know like if you're a fan of Real Housewives of New York like uh, like clearly we are <laughs> um, I think you know too Sonia has no money like, no of course, she doesn't Sonia is so broke she like is. I mean I'm broke right now but I feel like Sonia and I have the same bank account number of like one hundred and fifty dollars. Our checking accounts might have a little bit more money than <laughs> what than she does, but she has all the. I mean, the whole thing with the toaster. I like, know, poor what thing. The heck? That that whole debacle was just crazy. Ladies, uh, so if, I'm sure many, many ladies listening can relate. We all have that housewife's obsession. So yes. we'll talk about women hating on women coming up. And then since you're on the show, I decided I have a very dear friend who's also a fellow entrepreneur. Her name is Truck. Okay. She's going to be on the show. She's in her late 20s, and she has never had the big O. Oh, gosh. Never had an orgasm. And so I know you're married. I hope your husband is cool with you being completely transparent. I think he will. Oh, I think he'll be okay. I think it would just make him look really good, and that would be okay with him. So we're going to have straight up like a new little segment called Vagina Chat, which is basically going to be for women because Irene, Irene is backed by popular demand. The intern people really enjoyed. So um, I can tell you that that episode, the two of you together, and I talked to a friend about it because I told her I was coming on here and the two, we agreed that Irene should just be your co-host. Really? Yes, because the dynamic between you two and the banter back and forth was just seamless. It's like older sister, younger sister. And yes. it's like yes. old sister who has never done drugs and like needs to loosen up her knickers even more. And then young <laughs> sister who's like, say anything, do anything. Let's get our mom on the phone and I'll drop acid. Yes. Yes. It was it was so funny. And it was one of probably the best episodes that you've that I've listened to recently. Was listening just to the two of you. Oh my god, Irene is so happy right now. And you I feel see like Irene. all I'm doing is blowing smoke up your butts, but I'm not kidding. Oh, no, like it was so funny. Oh, you can please blow smoke up my ass. I want to hear it. <laughs> I've had a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. So anyway, we're going to have a little vagina chat because I, we have to talk about truck not having the O and, and what ha- she can do. I have so many questions for that. Right? Too. I thought you would be great. I feel like this show is all about the listeners and awesome. today's an awesome day because you get to basically ask anything. Sweet. Um, also, because uh, I know many, many people, you are adorable. Gemma has oh, jet black hair. She has this gorgeous, cute, is that like a Kate Spade necklace? It's Stella and Dot. Stella and Dot love yeah. them. She's wearing a black top. She looks adorable. Um, where can people follow you? Because I know people are going to want to follow you, see you, and keep 
give you so, lots of love. I'm on Instagram as gmsmith0910. Um, you can find me on Facebook if you want. It's just Gemma Smith. Gemma with a G, not a J. Um, and then Snap is GMs, GMS1203. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll retweet and give you all kinds of social awesome. stuff. We have lots of stories, though, to talk about before we get Truck on the phone. So um, are you going to the Women's March that's I'm coming not. up? I really, really want to. I and I think that it's, I think it's really important. I really do. Because a lot of what... And I know... From working in D.C. and in a political environment at one point in my life, I I know how the government works. So I know a lot of what Donald Trump is saying is probably not going to be passed or things aren't going to be defunded. A lot of things are not going to happen. There's too many checks and balances for him to just come in and do whatever the hell he wants. But I think that he needs to know and realize that the things that he has said in not only in the present but in the past are they're just wrong they're wrong they're rude they're hurtful they're inappropriate on so many levels and i i think that that march is really important for for women to stand up for themselves yeah absolutely to show him like i think what you solidarity in right. numbers yes, right definitely you, so well here's a couple of things i know you read the article but yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a couple of things coming out first of all they're they're expecting 400,000 people which is a ton of people which is a ton of women right and and some men but here's the problem the post just put out this article that a lot of the men are not rsvping and not getting involved in this rally so i wondered like with your girlfriends and your husband why do you think men I'll tell you what the article says, but what, what's your opinion on why you think men are not RSVPing to this to this march on January? Um, I'm wondering if it's because it's it's women, the women's march. Like you kind of see uh, women's march and you think, oh, this is for women. Like why would a man want to get involved? But then when you dig deeper into actually what it is, you can kind of see why they would want to get involved or how they could get involved. But yeah. it's not until you go through and dig into more of what the march is about that you can really. That a man would maybe want to get involved. Well, some of the points of the article, by the way, is just saying that, you're right, the name um, has turned some men off. They also say that uh, men don't feel as included in this march, but the Women's March is trying to make women realize, look, if you've got a daughter, if you've got a sister, if you've ever had a mother, it's really important to stand united. But they also still think that um, kind of, a, I guess, a stereotype, too, is that men support women mm-hmm. like they say they do, but oh, yeah. then when it comes to actually like getting out and standing with a woman and being led by a woman that's a big problem well i wonder if it makes them feel almost in a way like emasculated you know if that is i mean and if it's one of those things where you know do and i work in a very i work for a construction company so i work in a very male dominated field very male dominated field and when and i have a few women that i work with that are engineers that are amazing they're they're so talented they're so smart and they can hold their own. And this is a actual, it's a construction site. So they're running groups of men who are working for them, like doing the manual labor. And they're not afraid of it. And they're <clears throat> respected by these people. But then there's like the higher ups who I wonder if they see, you know, and I'm not saying that this is happening. Right. But if, you know, they would see a woman as a threat and it almost kind of emasculates them in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think that's totally true. And and see, like, for example, right, Dan, you know, my significant mm-hmm. other, is super liberal, big supporter of women's rights. But I don't know that Dan would go because I think that it is that kind and of... And I almost kind of wonder if they don't even understand what it means. I mean, 
like yeah. when you're talking about Planned Parenthood, they're 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 not the people who are utilizing that resource. The women are right. They're not the ones who have to be on birth control. They're not the ones who have to have gynecological exams. They're not the ones who have to make a hard decision on whether or not they're going to keep they're the going child to keep or a not. baby yeah. for whatever reason. So they're not the people who are utilizing those types of programs or things like that. So it's almost kind of like, why would I want to support it? I don't use it. I don't right. need it. So and, and then they're they're not thinking, but my wife might might need it, or my daughter might need it, or my mom might need it, or my sister might need it. And I think if that mentality switches, of you know, they're thinking that maybe it could garner more support from men. I agree, fellas. Okay. By the way, tweet me at Hey Frage if you or you can follow me on social media too. I'm on at Hey Frage at Instagram, Hey Frage Show, Snapchat, and then Hey Frage Podcast on Facebook. But if you're a guy and you're coming, I would love to hear because I'd be curious. Or if you're not going, why does the whole idea of Women's March bother you and you feel like it should be united? Because that's the other. They were comparing this march to a march on Washington in the late '60s that was men and women. Like the Million Man March. Million Even Man though March. it was called Million Man, right. it was, and it was totally inclusive to men of and my, women. Of minorities for men and women to both participate. Yeah. Well, we're used to that, man. You know, just get used to the whole Women's March. Come yeah. on, fellas. Women aren't going anywhere. I mean, <laughs> come on. You kind of need us for a lot of things. <laughs> uh, there's only one celebrity so far that has actually RSVP'd to come to inaugural events for Donald Trump. Any guesses who that might be? Oh, I read that article. I know. So did you have any guesses before you read I it? I didn't, and I was kind of... <laughs> I was kind of surprised and kind of not surprised because when before Caitlyn became Caitlyn, she was very yeah. Because by the Bruce, way, Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner was the one very coming. very conservative, and he was a very outspoken Republican. But I almost kind of wonder if that hurts the trans community in any way. Oh, big time. I you think know? the trans community is probably furious. So, uh, Caitlyn Jenner has told press and media that she will be here and attending inaugural events with Trump. The other celebrity who said that she's doing it um, to unite the country is Marie Osmond of Donnie and Marie. That she wants to come and sing in order to unite the country. Do you buy that bullshit? No, or you I think don't. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. And she doesn't, I don't think Who that. wants to see Marie Osmond? That's nobody. My nobody. Isn't that sad? I mean, for Donald Trump, you must feel like shit. The best they can get is Donnie and Marie. No, and I bet you he probably doesn't because people are still talking about it. Yeah. You know, and for him, it's almost kind of probably like one of those things where, like, any press is good press, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, anyhow, so, so far, those are the only celebrity names that are being throw, thrown around. I'm like, that's not a very good roster. No, it's not. Especially uh, when you look at everybody who came up for Barack Obama's Oh, my God. So many. Yeah. I, I took that day off when he was inaugurated because I was working in D.C. and I was like, do you remember that? Be packed. Forget it. I'm not even coming into work. Sorry. I, we, I didn't even. I didn't bother. We were working at the radio station, but we went down and broadcasted live from the mall. Like, that day was such a huge. And there was something like that day, almost a million people, yeah, I think, on the which mall. which is crazy because D.C. is not very big. I know. That was unbelievable. Um, earlier this week, actually, when Irene was on, we were talking about, Irene said to me, hey, um, have you heard of the Mandela effect? Yes. And I had heard of the Mandela effect, but I don't think we really talked about it on the podcast prior. So I had a couple people email me and go, hey, well, I don't know what it is. What it is so tell me. So the Mandela effect is basically when you believe an event happened that never really happened. Well, it's not only that, but like you have, it's almost kind of like you have a memory of something that's not even there. Like in that BuzzFeed article, right? The it was even talking about like Pikachu, like 
you know, the, that weird Pokemon has had a black tail tip on his tail. Like that's how people remember it. But in fact, he doesn't have anything on his tail at all. So, and, and and by the way, many many people believe that Nelson Mandela actually died in prison. That was that was kind of how it got the Mandela effect. Yeah, name. that's what it's from. Is that people say that they remember that they saw a funeral for him right. when he was in prison, when in fact he didn't even pass away until like 2013. Correct. Contrary. Yeah. Oh my God. Please, Jimmy, you know this whole article. Can you memorize? <laughs> you, you might be my next. You know what I really feel like? Because I feel I, I think I'm going to have a rotating cast of people, and the Howard stern part of this show is mm-hmm. i think i'm just gonna have these like cast of characters and you might need to be robin and just like it's in the news with Gemma. <laughs> yes. that could be it because you really know all these stories and that was it is that many people thought they saw a funeral and that uh, mandela died in the 80s when in fact he didn't die until december 5th 2013 but here are some of the biggest ones um the mandela effects where people think they saw or remember something and it it's completely false oscar meyer isn't spelled that way so i always thought it's Oscar M E Y E R, but it's actually Oscar Mayer M A Y E R. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it's the mayor. Yeah, M A Y E R. The famous brand of hot dogs and lunch meals is Oscar Mayer M A Y E R. But many many people have grown frustrated because they believe they remember the name at one point and the Oscar Mayer hot dogs being marketed as M E Y E R. I could have sworn that too. Don't they have a jingle about their baloney or something? Yeah, exactly. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. I know. I thought it was always M-E. I don't remember that shit. Sex (laughs) in... Is it sex in the city or sex and the city? It's sex and the city. Boom. You're right. I always say sex in the city. (laughs) (laughs) the Mandela effect. This is terrible. Is this a sign of dementia, or am I just like, I completely remember that. Uh, People think the Monopoly man, Rich Uncle Pennybags, has a monocle, but he doesn't. What? What? I thought he always had a monocle. Swear to God, they say perhaps they're just confusing him with Mr. Peanut from the Planters Peanut mascot who also wears a top hat and carries around a cane. But there is a number of people who can't seem to grasp how the Monopoly man is monocle-less. Here it is. Gemma. That's what it no really way. looks like. Maybe he just decides not to wear his monocle sometimes, <laughs> and there's like <laughs> I think there's images of him with it, and then images of him without. Yeah, there's there the go. Pikachu one. So this says that he does not have anything on his tail. Correct. The Pikachu character tail is not black, despite what you think. This is the other one. You might be a little younger than I am, but the uh, Bernstein Bears are actually called the Bernstein Bears. Did you remember that? I thought that? they were the Berenstein, like S-T-E-I-N. No! That's what I thought, too. The biggest misconception from your childhood, if you grew up in the 80s, is that you remember the book series, The Berenstein Bears, right? We yeah. thought that's what it was. Incorrect. It's called The Berenstein Bears. B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Okay, so when I leave here, I'm going to go to my parents' house and try to dig through all, like, old crap that they might those have still left over and see if those books are in there, because I don't believe that. Last one. Does Curious George have a tail or not? Curious he George. Should. He's a monkey. Don't all monkeys have tails? Aunt wrong. He doesn't right, have a tail? You didn't read this article as well as I thought. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. He never had a tail. A lot of people even claim to remember seeing Curious George use his tail to swing from the trees. If you look up pictures of Curious George right now, you'll see that he does not have a tail. But that's right now. Did he used to have a tail? Like in the book. I mean, because those book series are are older. I mean, because I remember reading them when I was a kid and I'm 31. 
According to this BuzzFeed article, they say you'll see that he doesn't have a tail, meaning either your memory made the whole thing up or you've, like, drifted into a parallel universe. <laughs> I have no idea. I like one of the reasons for the Mandela effect is that, like, people have, like, time travel is real and people have actually gone back in time and manipulated things and now these little parallels have totally changed. Like, how crazy would that be if that really was true? I feel like that is true. We've got to dig up those books and find out. Um, obviously, probably Housewives is on your list of uh, top shows, top TV shows of 2016. Would you say that? Yes. I agree. I think those shows are so good. I think they're so amazing. I Don't love they? them. Yeah. I really do. And they're all so crazy. I know. They it's really fabulous. Are. It's so good. Um, but Thrillist has come up with the top five TV shows of 2016 that you're not on board, you should be. Are you a Game of Thrones fan? That's number yes. five. Love Game of Thrones. Obsessed Me too. with it. It is. Our, when it's on, it's our Sunday night thing. Josh and I will go out and buy a bottle of red wine, and we'll drink wine and watch the show. That's your hubby? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> By the way, these two, Gemma has, like, an amazing love story. Your husband's, like, the only guy you ever dated and yes. you're ever with? Yep. Well, I had a, I had two boyfriends before him in high school. Josh and I met in 2003, right after we graduated. We yes. worked together in, like, this little pizza place. Um, it took him two weeks to really even... And we were working together, so how hard is it to ignore somebody that you're working with? That is um, so to amazing. Even, and he asked me out to go on a date, and then we went out on a date. We had a great time, and the next day he came back with flowers and was like, hey, let's make this official, like, be my girlfriend. And I was like, okay. And you guys have been together ever since? Yeah, I mean, we've broken up and gotten back together, you know, a, a few times. And the last time that we did that, it was just kind of like, this is it. We want to break up again, then we're done forever. And then we, you guys, like, got married and had kids? Yep, have two kids. Can you teach me how to not be a whore? Because I really... <laughs> I so admire you. I do. Well, you, been, you and Dan have been together for a really long time. We have. We really have. Although, you know, but I have a constant problem where I want to, like, always date other people and have sex with other people. It's like, I mean, so I tell Dan about it, but are, I really... So that one article that you sent me, that's you. Which one is that? The okay, one wait. about the happiness that you are the reason for your oh, own unhappiness. We'll get to that. That is you. Okay, here. Let me give you the last, the last four of these uh, shows if you're not on board. Uh, number four on the list. These are the best TV shows of 2016. Stranger Things. You guys on board? No. Me well, neither. And not that I I tried to get into it. I just didn't get it. I, I really I mean, didn't. I didn't understand what was going on. And it was probably because I wasn't really paying attention. Yep. That I just... And I don't really like science fiction-y type of stuff like that. You and I are the same just person. Uh, number three on the list is the show Atlanta, which just won a bunch of Golden Globes. I haven't seen that. Have you seen I Atlanta? I haven't, but I've heard it's very, very, very good. i got to get on board with that one. Number two, which I was obsessed with this show. It was not really a show so much as best series, but American Crime Story, The People versus OJ. Yes. And my husband oh, watched so all of good. them. I didn't. I love, but I love Sarah Paulson as oh. Marsha Clark, though, and I love Sarah Paulson in general. Uh, and number one was Westworld. You on board with Westworld? Yeah. Yes, I love Westworld. Josh has maybe watched one episode with me, and all he did was ask questions. And I was like, "You have to watch this on your own." It is super. Confu- it is kind of super confusing. It's true. Oh my god, there's so many articles I want to do with you. The other, the other one, pop culture wise, is um, Paris Jackson, who's the daughter of Michael Jackson, just came out um, yesterday and said that she's furious about a biopic. Movie that stars uh, Joseph Fiennes, which I believe is like Ralph Fiennes' brother, brother, it's his younger Thank brother. You. Yeah, oh. and everybody. Thank so you. I was, I was listening to something this morning. I think it was the news, and they kept saying, "Why would you get Voldemort to play Michael Jackson?" I'm like, "It's not Voldemort. That's <laughs> Ralph Fiennes." 
Joseph Fiennes is his younger brother. Well, so first of all, there's a lot of controversy that happened, probably you remember, early 2016 when Joseph Fiennes landed the role because Joseph is white. So, but he's playing Michael Jackson in a TV special titled well, Urban Myths. Didn't he even tweet that he was just as surprised as everyone else? Yes, he did. He said he was completely shocked. Um, but Joseph Fiennes goes on to say that clearly Michael Jackson later in his life had a pigmentation issue. Um, and that's something that I do believe Fines continues to say he was probably closer to my color, meaning white, than his original color, which is why I was cast. Um, well, could neither be, one but of us. I think, isn't there like so much makeup and stuff that you could do that you could have had a different actor play yeah, him? An African American actor play him and then. Yeah. I agree, and that brought up a whole bigger issue that you know, which was about black representation in film and TV. But on top of that, the whole controversy is now. Paris Jackson says that the film is absolutely disgusting, and she says that fine sh- that you know fans are outraged, she's outraged. Um, but the movie is set to come out this year, and I get to tell. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to watch. Well, and I want. Well, I want to watch just to see what it is. Oh, but God, I yeah. wonder if because they talked a lot of. Like, like, isn't the title is like urban urban myths? myths. Yeah, isn't it almost just kind of like not really whole truths, but half truths of maybe what would have happened in his life, but people don't really know, so they've kind of pieced together stories. Um, the first trailer is out, and yes, and by the way, this story actually talks about. It, it, I believe, if my understanding is correct, that the story focuses on the couple of days after nine eleven. Because do you remember this? That um, Elizabeth Taylor, Michael Jackson, and there was one other person that was with them, and I can't even remember who it was. If it was Michael, maybe it was. Um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor's like husband at the time. But anyway, they decide to rent a vehicle. They're all in New York. Mm-hmm. They're trapped in New York. They can't get out. They can't fly. So they rent a vehicle together and drive from New York to California. So oh my gosh. Mine, right? And the third person in this is like a. It's Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando was still alive in 2001? Okay, so this is the oddity of this whole thing, right? <laughs> These three people are in New York, rent a vehicle, and then drive across country. And my understanding of this film is that, or this TV series, is it's about that time and together. Well, and the who craziness. would even know what would happen between them except for the three of them? I Great question, right? Great question, because none of them are still alive. But no. Paris Jackson, you think it's in poor taste to do that film, John? I do, and I think it... Oh, it's it's offensive to his family. It really is. I mean, to keep doing things and dredging up stuff like that that may not even be, may not shine the best light on him, you know, it just it just seems wrong in a way. And here's my thing, because I know eventually I'm going to be just batshit crazy. Like, oh, I know I really do. I really do. And I'm sure my kids are going to, like... I'm just going to say it now. Like, so what? Like, so what? Someone makes a biopic of my life. Like, you knew what I was really like. And by the way, make some money off it. I mean, I feel bad for Paris Jackson. But do they get any of that money, though? No, I don't think she does. See, and I think that that's wrong. That if you're going to use his likeness or stuff like that, their family should be compensated in some way. Although, don't quote me on that, because maybe they... Maybe they do get that. Maybe the Michael Jackson estate gets a like. They must have to pay some royalty rights, I bet. You would think that they would. I mean, to you, I mean, because people get sued all the time for using other people's likeness without God. their permission. I can't wait to see what my biopic will be like. I'm telling you, <laughs> it'll be so fucked up. <laughs> um, the article, I 
love that you're calling me out on this podcast. Oh, you're saying. <laughs> no, well, that's I mean, what it's that's, about. If that's what you're saying, that like you're with him, but you, um, it's almost kind of like grass is greener on the other side. Well, oh, I suffer from the that. Grass big time. is. It's what is it? my mom would always say. Like it's always greener where you water it the most. Yes, or my mom from Maine always tells me this. She says, Sarah, every man has pimples on his ass, so don't. That's what she gives me the advice when I go, I don't know, maybe I should date someone else. She goes, don't fool yourself. Every guy has pimples on his ass. I'm like, and what she means by that is the exact it's the same thing. Yeah. It's really fucked. I'm like, that's so strange. <laughs> anyway, Gemma's referring to the article that I sent her last night because um, I always send way too much show prep. But um, you were amazing. You said <laughs> I did. You I read every, every single article. one. I did. You're fabulous. Um, but it says, hate to break it to you, uh, but you, the reason that your life sucks so much is you. And it was by Becca Martin who wrote it. The uh, article has been circulated many times and has thousands and thousands of comments. But Becca basically says, the only thing in the world holding you back from achieving greatness is in fact you. If you think the world is out to get you, it's because you have a shit attitude towards life. You're looking at everything the wrong way. You're using the negatives to fuel you instead of the positives. You're letting the negatives control your mind and in turn, you're allowing them to control your life. You're letting the bad things win. The article basically just goes on to say everything that's happening to you is because of you. Do you believe that? I do because I really feel like what you put out, you get back. So if you wake up in the morning with a good attitude and you say, you know what, I'm going to make today a good day. I don't care what happened yesterday, that was yesterday, you're probably going to have a good day. If you don't let other people's negative attitudes or whatever bother you and you just kind of do your own thing and kind of do yourself, then, you know, what it you're going to be happier. I I completely agree with you. And I have a, I have friends and family. Um, a lot of people believe, and it's interesting, and it does become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. But I have some family members specifically that always feels like they get the short end of the stick. Like life is always, and, I'm, and it's so true. It's like if you go looking for it, you're going to find, gonna find it. it. Yes. You're going to find it. But it is, would you say this over, because you're like all of us, everybody's had highs and lows in their life. Mm-hmm. It takes work, though, don't you think, to yeah. constantly keep Yeah, you're not going to wake positive. up happy every single day. Yeah. You're just not. Like, things are going to affect you, but it's how you end up allowing them to affect you. Like, my, like people would always say, you know, people, you, you make yourself feel a certain way. People don't make you feel right. certain. Like, you're in control of that emotion. And, and I think that that's so true. Like, if, and I, I'll use a recent example from my life. I got a bad review at work. Oh, I and I was I, know. I was devastated, and it it ruined my like my month of December, which bothers Aww. me because my birthday's in December, and I was miserable on my birthday that whole entire month. Christmas, you know, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like I don't want to work there anymore. People don't want me there. But I made myself feel that way. You know, I came out of my review with very positive things said about me, but all I was holding on to was a negative. Right. Because, I mean, and it was upsetting. And finally, I just had to get to a point where I was like, you know what? If they didn't want me here, they would have fired me. Right. So obviously I've done something right. Let me just work on the things that they've, that I took as negative. I love it. And I felt better. It's so true, Gemma. Um, Look, we got to get truck on the phone. Okay. So it's time for vagina chat. We need a jingle. It's time for vagina chat. There it is. No. No. <laughs> no. no. You guys are like, no, no. Joe's like, no. No, Teddy, Teddy, can we John, go Teddy? Yeah, can Teddy uh, Beats bring it, do, a, do something for that? The vagina chat. All right. Um, if you, uh, Truck has never had the big, oh, we have a million questions. We're getting Truck on the line next. It's the vagina chat. And then you and I are going to share this. 
Truck, can you hear us? Uh, yes. Hi, How Truck. Truck, we're so good. How are you? Truck, I gave you a little intro before, but I do want to give you a formal intro because you are a woman power, you are an entrepreneur, you are a friend of mine, you are amazing, and you have a great company called Better Beast, which is healthy, protein-packed peanut butter, which I love. It's very, very tasty. It has many different flavors. Um, Truck, you're on today. I I have a guest co-host. Her name is Gemma. And then Irene, our intern, is here. Hey, Queen. Hey, Truck. Hi. <laughs> and so we it's just... Good to talk with you, ladies. Good to talk with you. Thanks for talking with us. So, look, we briefed the audience a little bit. You know, you are, you are going through this amazing time in your life. And, Truck, how old are you, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in my early 30s. Oh, you are? For some reason, I thought late 20s, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, late, yeah, late 20s. Okay, we'll say <laughs> that. I'm actually Wait, early 20s, I'm, sorry. I'm permanently 28 forever. <laughs> Me too. Hey, um, so you are, I've been at this spot in my life where you just really, like, discover yourself, you take time for yourself. It's almost like this mindful journey, and I feel like you're on it. Professionally, life, mind, body, and in your discovery process, you realized and this was kind of the, the part that I was trying to tell the women. Have you never had the big O or you don't know how to give yourself the big O? I don't even know. I think that's the crazy part, right? So I thought I felt like I had the big O, but everyone's like, if you think you thought it, then you didn't. And I'm like, really? Oh. And that's the crazy, yeah, that's the crazy part, right? So um, like we talked about um, with Better Beast, um, the entrepreneur life and the things that are going in within my own life, I'm really focusing on how to better my mind, body, soul, but this year I've also decided to include like my sexuality and also just learning how to make myself happy because I realized you can't make other people happy or have a positive influence on their life if you don't know what makes you happy. And so like going to all of those things, mind, body, soul, but even my sexuality being a part of my body and knowing your your own body like what makes it ache what makes it happy everything mindfulness right and i and i realized like wait a minute i don't know how to give myself the big o at all (laughs) let alone tell someone else how to do that for me right so that's kind of a big deal i guess you know and it's, it's funny because it's something we don't really talk about and like finally in our late 20s like we're less shameful to actually like talk to our girlfriends about this whereas like my girlfriends still have a hard time kind of saying it because we've never really felt like we had the permission to talk about it so true i think that it's awesome that you're focusing on mind body and soul and you're thinking of sexuality as a part of that and you said like that's also a part of your body it's also such a big part of your mind and soul like i know girls that have had a rough time getting the big o themselves and like it's not because it doesn't feel good. It's not because what's happening isn't enjoyable, but, like, their mind just isn't in it, and that's such a big part. So, okay, Truck. Actually, I think that's actually my problem. Go ahead, go ahead Sarah. Oh, really? Okay, wait. Well, I was going to elaborate on that, but I was going to ask you, because I feel like the biggest question people want to know, have you ever owned, like, any sex toy? Have you ever had a vibrator? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because here's um, the thing. So I'm, you know, I'll be really funny. When I was in college, yeah. um, my like um, 
I was an RA and my um, community director gave us this like little massage thing on your back and it's like purple and it has like three little I legs. I love where this is going. Gemma just air quoted your back. And I, and I kept it um, outside, uh, like literally next to my nightstand with all my other like lotions and things, just thinking that it was a massager, like she told me it was. But I know her now that I think about it. She was the one who was teaching us about dental dams and like just sexuality, healthiness. And I I was like, so this guy walks into my room and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he like points to it. And I'm like, but that's just a doc massager. And he's like, uh-huh. Sure. I love that you left a and vibrator out on your nightstand for like six months. I love you. That's fucking well, it hilarious. It wasn't like a vibrator. It was like this like like a, a plastic like three-pronged thing. And and oh, I was like, oh, oh I know what she's talking about. Yes. I was, like, yes. I was oh. like, oh. So after he like pointed that out, I was like experimental with it. Oh, yeah, you are, girl. Get it. And then... Yeah, and then I had a long, long, long-term relationship, and so we bought one really to try to get me to have yep. my big O, which I, you know, so, but again, I don't know much about those toys. I don't know much about, like, which ones, like, apparently there's a high-pitched vibration and or low rumble. There's, oh, like, yeah. all these stuff that I actually want to go to, like... Wait, is she in, local? In Can York, we take her to, like, a porn <gasps> store, please? She's not local, but we could do a road trip. We should. Um, ah. let's, but I think... Yeah, they have the this, like, thing called Dayland, <laughs> and they, like, teach you about all these different ones that would work for different women. And yeah. I was like, who knew there were all these things? It was just really funny. I had no idea. I feel so clueless. <laughs> okay, so I feel like so many women... Can relate to this but you started in on it when irene asked you kind of you feel like it's a mental blockage that's kind of the reason you because you you clearly have tried and you know you're aware of ways to like make the big o happen but it's not so you're thinking it's a mental thing i do um so like i grew up very religious and Mm. um and apparently i feel that not just in my sexual life but in my life in general and this is where like wow it's all connected um, I kind of stop myself from having like the most fun of anything because I feel like I might not be able to do that. For instance, um, my parents like never really let me go out a lot. So if I'm going out or hanging out with friends, I feel guilty that I'm not finishing my homework or as an entrepreneur, I feel like, oh shoot, I really should be at home answering those emails or doing something else that I should be doing like what I think I should be doing versus enjoying yourself and living and being a part of a community and being a part of like enjoyment and a role model to others to like live happily so that being said applying that to my like sex life like I mentally like all of my like exes have said like mentally I stop myself like I always am like no no, no it's too much like we have to stop or like uh-huh. TMI but I've def- definitely like kicked some people in the head before <laughs> <laughs> religion can play that role it's almost like it feels guilty to you feel guilty at times like shameful in a way like especially if you grow up in a very religious or strict household that it's not talked about so when you do talk about it it's like don't don't say anything about that and then right then you grow up with this mentality that sex 
is shameful in a way. Like exploring that part of your life is very shameful and it makes you feel guilty and you shouldn't be doing it or talking about it or living or experiencing it. Well, especially like as, as women, like, like male masturbation is so, it's everywhere. Like there's like jerking off is like a sign of like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to do it. Well, you go into like, if if you've ever been into like a porn shop or whatever, they have those rooms in the back for dudes to just go in and jerk off. We need our own masturbation. Female masturbation (laughs) is like on top of you already being like uncomfortable or feeling like subconsciously ashamed. Like we, I didn't even know female masturbation was a thing and I didn't grow up in a super religious household. Like I didn't find out about it till I was like 13 was like, this feels good. And I like Googled it and was like, what's happening? to my body it feels different and so it's just like yeah. I totally get that that's something you didn't even get to experience or like get to think on a lot Gemma did you ever have any hang-ups with having the big O no and I and this good like what I said earlier it would just make Josh feel good I think literally almost every single time we've had sex I've finished <laughs> Gemma's having the big O all the time. Gemma's having the big O right now. Uh, Josh is here. He's been quiet. I'll say this. I feel like that was the one gift of dating an older guy. Because I'd been with a guy who'd been divorced. And, like, that's the first time I had ever had an O. Which, though, I was, like, 20. I was older, too. I was, like, probably 24, 25. Yeah, full disclosure. So that was the cool part because he was so much more, like, comfortable with toys and talking about it and all that. So... It uh, it is interesting, well, and Josh and I did a lot of stuff together, and and like I said, I mean, right. we had talked about earlier right. about how he's like the only person that I've ever been with. Gemma's husband. Gemma's only been with her husband. She's never been with anybody else. So everything that they've kind of done sexually has been together. Yeah. So and even yeah, and it almost and I, I mean he does stuff on his own. I do stuff on my own. But a lot of it was kind of getting comfortable with myself and knowing what I liked in order to tell him what I liked. So and um, that's exactly that what like, I'm going through. Is yes. communication that's like exactly what I'm trying to figure out? Yeah, and yeah. like communication in the bedroom. Like even if you're with a partner, it's if they're doing something that you don't like or just doesn't really feel good, then say that. Or if they're doing something that does feel good, be more vocal about that, and then they'll keep doing it instead of thinking like, oh, she's not really making that much noise, so I'm going to move on to something different. When in reality, it felt really good. Okay, so Truck, we all need to know, what are the next steps and how can we help? Because you've tried sex toys, you've tried dick, what else? We, how can this we, isn't, oh, this isn't working, yeah. Have you tried in the shower with your own fingers? I hear that works sometimes. Or it's even with the, the shower thing. head. Like, I know this sounds terrible, but like, I don't like touching with my own fingers and stuff. I'm, like, saying, I'm not a huge textures. fan of that. I know, this is bad. No, I, I know it's wait. bad. But like, <laughs> there's textures and there's bumps and there's things that I just didn't know were there. Yeah, that's and like, a weird that's moment the funny when you're thing, like, why is, that, like, is this? You, you need to know your like body, getting, right? And, and yeah. so you guys were talking about expressing it to your partner and letting them know like what's good, what's not good. And the funny thing is like we just expect people to like read our minds and be like of course you saw that on my face but it was good so you should know and so like all of this is so connective in the fact that like you can't expect people to just know you if you don't know you you know yeah that's so good Mm -hmm. and um and then i wanted to go back very briefly on the religious aspect of it that like i don't think there's that much I don't want to say that that like is bad like religion and like sex is bad but what um you guys did say is that like 
sexuality is a part of if we were to say like what god made and um it should be in everything else like not god fearing but god loving like you should learn to love yourself you should love and removing the shame i think for me there's a whole mental process of removing shame in my life whatever it is whether it has to do with sex or other things in my life where like why do we feel shameful in general of whatever it is like if you I don't know, trip and fall and feel embarrassed. It's a small, mild level of shame. But where do we get these, like, shameful thoughts from? And how do we start to, like, get rid of them? So on top of the physical aspect of what should I try, like, should I try the, the, you know, the tub by myself or toys or whatever it is, it's like, how do I unravel the mental aspect of it also? Ooh, uh, that's so good. That's interesting. And I I wonder we need an expert. Yeah, I was just about to say, we I get a pro. You, have you thought about going to a sex therapist to a try sex expert? Yes, yeah, a sex expert to try to uncover it's so funny. that part of. I've always wanted to. Yeah, no, I always wanted to, but guess what? I what? never did because I felt levels of shame. Isn't that funny? That's like, I felt crazy. really like. Oh, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, why should I focus on this one area of my life so much? But, like, it's all connected. Like, I'm finally coming to the point where I'm like, wait a minute. This is all connected. I will go with you. And if the sex bird wants me to have sex with someone in front of you so you can see how it goes, I will do that. Honestly, I don't care. Of course course you would. (laughs) If you want to watch me have sex with someone, uh, it's cool. Like uh, anything you need. Well, look, truck. I want people. They they can email me if they have tips for you or lots of. I mean, we have all kinds of people listening. So maybe a sex expert is listening and can offer some advice. So email me, Sarah. That'd be amazing. S a r a h at hayfrage dot com, and I'll make sure those get to truck. Because I didn't ask you before, truck. I don't know if you want to give out any social media or not. It's no big deal uh, because people can just email me with ways to help. So many weird messages like I could make you come, baby. (laughs) Can't we? Yeah. So I'll feel them. Truck, yeah. we want to follow up with you. You were amazing. Thank you for being on the podcast. We want to figure out next steps for you. I love you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Truck. We'll talk to Dave, you soon. I would love to be a part of this journey with you guys. Thank you. Oh, well, you're on it. Yours. Yeah, you're on it. All right, next steps for Truck. Okay. Bye, Truck. Bye, Bye. Truck. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies. Gemma, you were amazing. Thanks. That was so much fun. Uh, so definitely email us your tips for trucks. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Where can people follow you, Gemma? On Instagram, it's GMSmith0910. Snapchat, GMS1203. And Twitter is the same as Instagram. Irene, where can people follow you? Uh, and by the way, do not email or text uh, or whatever, Irene, that you want to come on her feet or something yeah, crazy. Don't send yeah, anybody don't send gross things. Gemma's married, so I know everybody's good, but Irene is young, so don't come on her face all right <laughs> appreciate it yeah. i have a boyfriend too so your girl's taken um you can find me at irene's kitchen i-r-e-n-e-e-s kitchen however you spell it um <laughs> on instagram and that's pretty much it that's the only thing i look at all right everybody we'll be back next week bye love, love you bye, bye.
original recipes, 75 hot sauces to top it off with endless possibilities. You know who I'm talking about. Our amazing sponsor, California Tortilla. Whether you are a go-to menu item, if you want that, or you want to enjoy something custom every time, you can do that too. California's Tortillas, 27 D.C. area locations are eager to serve you or visit their website, caltort.com. Killing it.